Hey, this is the Lisa Dent Show. Thank you so much for joining us. I remember when Peter Greenberg first brought this up and he said Frontier Airlines was going to eliminate their phone lines, meaning if you're stuck in an airport or something, you're going to have to jump online because their customer service department is going away. When I say customer service department, I'm talking about the people who answer the phone. And it seems like most of the time now, when we need help, you're not speaking to someone here. In fact, I spent 50 minutes on the phone with a T-Mobile representative this morning, and she was in the Philippines. And it took so long because they sold me the wrong phone and long story, but it just gets frustrating. And you try and be kind and not lose your temper There's a great article. I just saw it today. It's written by Emily Stewart. She covers business and economics for Vox. And it's when you can't speak to the manager or anyone. Because, of course, as Americans, we're all like, enough with you. I want to speak to your manager. And that doesn't go over well. Well, Emily, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. It is frustrating. So um, what caught your attention? Did you hear first about Frontier and then find out about Facebook? Or what prompted the article? Well, I mean, I remember when Frontier made the announcement last year and thinking, huh, that's strange. And then I kind of thought Frontier is not the only company that does this. And so started, you know, kind of put out a tweet on Twitter and said, like, hey, this has happened to other people. Right. And I was really surprised uh, the gamut of companies that do not have a customer service phone line. You know, like I talked to somebody who is has a problem with Uber and can't get through. I talked to someone who has a problem with Facebook and cannot get through. Uh, the music streaming service title. This is increasingly uh, a practice from companies that you cannot uh, speak to a human being at all. And the bottom line is, it's just a cost-cutting move, right? Yeah, largely it's, you know, it's it's to save money. I do think, you know, in defense of, of companies, they sense that they would need it. It's, you know, obviously in the pandemic, it became difficult to operate a call center and to move, uh, you know, your workers home. But yeah, by and large, this is a question of of money, right? It's it's more expensive to talk to a live person on the phone uh, than it is to talk to a person on the chat or increasingly a, a a robot on a chat, right? Or an email, things like that. So yes, this is this is a way for companies to to save quite a bit of money because obviously it's expensive to hire people. Yeah, it's really frustrating when the chat box comes up and it says, let me help you. I can help you immediately. And you feel for a moment like, oh, there's somebody listening to me. And then you're like, no, it's not. This is just artificial intelligence. And you go back and forth for a good five minutes and then they go, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. And it's frustrating. And for me, I lose trust in that company. I don't want to do business with them again. Are they seeing any pushback where this is resulting in a loss of customers? I mean, you know, people who research this will say this is obviously a trust issue for companies. That if in the event, right, that you do have a frustrating experience, you cannot talk to a person um, that is frustrating. And, and people will, sometimes, if they have another option, you know, not use the company at the same time, like, we have a lot of very big companies that you have to use, right? Like, it's not like, well, if you can't get back into your Facebook, you can go somewhere else. Or, you know, Amazon, you can call them, but it's tricky, right? You have to press a few buttons and then they call you back. Like, it's not like there is a giant Amazon competitor out there. And so some of this is like companies do this because they can and because it's it's just not a worthwhile expense for them. And, you know, one person I talked to said sometimes companies don't quite 
see the trade-offs that they are making here. You know, they don't look at, they look at the dollar signs. They don't look at that they are losing customer trust. Or, you know, sometimes when they get a real person on the phone, when they do talk to their customers, they can discover problems with their products and services that they might not know about. Um, And then they can fix their products and services so that they would be fielding fewer calls. And sometimes businesses don't think about that because they're just looking at their balance sheet. Emily Stewart covers business and economics for Vox. Vox is a is a website, Vox.com, general interest news site, and they cover a lot of stuff that bothers us, and this is something <laughs> that bothers me. And, and I do find myself frustrated when I do get a customer service agent, and they cannot help me, and I ask for the manager. And I understand through your article that that's one of the issues, that these these employees who do work phones get verbally beat up, don't they? Right. I mean, you know, that is part of the things when I talked to people for this story, they said, you know, obviously, we cannot blame everything on companies, but consumers have been trained in a way by companies to really escalate and escalate quickly. The minute you do get on the phone, you say, I want to talk to a manager because you know, that is the way that you will get your way or in the age of social media, a lot of people immediately escalate to complaining on Twitter and blah, 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 because they know especially if they have a lot of followers or they have that nice little blue check that somebody will maybe pay attention to them. And so this is also kind of counterproductive for companies. Like if you are hiring an entire call center of people, like you want those people to be able to field calls from your customers instead of every single customer that calls saying, no, 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 let me get on the line with the manager. Um, But you know, that's not what is happening. That is not what we've been trained to do. And, you know, it's also really difficult for for call centers to hire because exactly what you said, a lot of consumers call in, they're already upset, they're already annoyed, and they can be abusive. And so who wants to work in that environment, right? It's hard to recruit people and it's hard to keep them in the door once they are there, if you can get them there. You know, if I can just bring up another point, because we're told, let's take the Southwest issue, you know, don't yell at the people behind the counter because they're not responsible for it, which is certainly true. But we as consumers now are unable to reach people who are responsible for it. And you know what I mean? And so it's often like, well, I can't go to a boss because there's not one available or one within reach. The people behind the counter are my only contact with the company. Right. I mean, that's one where it's like you have a, I mean, I guess like my answer there, and this is not as a reporter, but as a human being, is like, at what point in my life has somebody, you know, screaming and yelling at me and berating me ever helped me to like want to help them more? Um, and I understand that, you know, and again, like the focus of this story was really when you can't talk to a human. And, you know, I think one interesting thing that I learned from a researcher I talked to was that a lot of the time that, you know, consumers don't even necessarily want to talk to a person like maybe sometimes the chat bot can really solve my problem but what consumers want is is to have the option to talk to a person because right and emily i think that i think when you say consumers i think there's a big difference between generations gen z's don't want to talk to the manager they work for or a manager at a company where baby boomers are like get that person on the phone Right. I mean, maybe, but to a certain extent, like, if you can just send an email sometimes, I mean, this is like, again, what the researcher told me, like, she had an example of a bank, right, where it was people were trying to take out a loan. And like, if people were being told they were approved for the loan, 
um, just via text message. They weren't going in to get the loan, but if they were being told that they could also call somebody about the loan, then they were going in to get the loan. And, you know, I didn't talk to her about generational divides there, but it is, you know, at least their research showed that people just having the option, at least they felt better and they felt better about their decisions. Um, you know, one thing that she said was that if people did not have the option to talk to a person or, you know, felt like they couldn't reach a reach a customer service agent, even when they made good decisions, they felt really anxious about it, really bad about it. And so there's like an emotional level to this, I think, beyond the generational issues. And do you think that complaining on Twitter works? I mean, are they set up for that? Do they have people who monitor it? Is that effective? Complaining on Twitter works, yeah. I mean, one person I talked to said, listen, I've talked to social media people before who say they'll take a look at how many followers a person has to figure out how to respond. But yeah, I mean, complaining on social media works and a lot of companies do hire people to monitor that stuff because it's also, you know, that person, if you have one person monitoring Twitter, they can monitor a lot more, you know, they can field a lot more requests than a single person on the phone. Interesting. Thank you so much for your investigative reporting. I found it intriguing. And, you know, some of those companies I just won't do business with. The article is on Vox.com. The the investigative reporter is Emily Stewart. Thank you for joining us on the show. And uh, this is this is how Robert De Niro's character handle, handled this in the movie Analyze That. I want to see the manager. Yeah. You want to see the manager? Yeah. I'll show you the manager. Here's the manager. Right here. Here's the manager. Unbelievable. <laughs> Lisa Dent, WGN.